America likes their president like they like their coffee. Weak. Happy birthday, Obama. Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand spanking new edition of Over the Line. That's right, brand new week. Feels like forever since we've done this show, and really it's only been since, um, what, a Friday? I mean, we're not really off schedule. We missed, we missed a day last week, maybe, was it two days? No, I know what it was. We missed Wednesday of last week because we were at 99.5, and then Thursday was my 36th birthday. So we missed that day, just took a day off. Really just needed a a mental health day. And can I say this? I used to make fun of people that took a mental health day, and I thought they were just weak people. You know, it's like a mental health day. I've never taken one of those in my life. And then uh, last week... (laughs) It's like, okay, I get it. I, I get why you're doing it. You, you run and run. You push yourself so hard that finally you just crash and burn. And if you don't uh, just kind of back away for a minute, you're, you're going to have like a, a severe mental breakdown. And I think that's where I was at. But we're all right. Um, getting this started a little late. So for those of you that watch it on a daily basis as it comes out, I'm sorry that this thing's coming out so late in the day. But um, it was just... It was a battle. It was a battle. Um, First off, before I get into, speaking of birthdays, a magnificent, a huge, a widely celebrated birthday that happened last week. As a matter of fact, the day before my birthday, we're almost birthday buddies. I want to tell you about Vapor Forge out on 280. You know all about them. They just did some remodeling. And I went in there today to see the final product, and it looks absolutely amazing. You need to go check it out yourself. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205-874-9010 is their number. Make sure when you go by there, you mention you heard them on this podcast over the line. That's right, and they're going to hook you up. Every time somebody hits me up and they're like, hey, I went out and talked to Vapor Forge. I told them you sent me, blah, blah, blah. They're like... They really, they really hooked me up. They take care of our people, and that's what I love about them so much. Uh, if you walk in and you say, hey, I, I, I heard about you on the podcast, They're, you're not just an average customer to them. You, you almost get uh, special treatment. So make sure you go there, support them, because if you support them, it supports us. Also, another way to support us, if you don't go to Vapor Forge, over the line on Patreon, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who five easy ways to give. This is completely your discretion, and it is a donation on a monthly basis or until you decide you want to cancel. Anywhere from $5 to $50 per month, and you will get access to exclusive content in exchange for your donation if you want to do so. Patreon.com slash Andrew McLean. Who, those of you watching on video, looks a little bit like that. If you can't find it, just reach out to us. And we can point you in the right direction. Birthdays. A big week for birthdays. Andrew McLean's birthday was on the, uh, the the 5th, as I said, on Thursday. But the day before that was the birthday of none other than Barack Obama. That's right. Our first 
kind of black president, uh, a guy who ran on hope and change, but gave us more of the same. One of the worst presidents in history, if not the worst, up until January 20th, 2021. He is now in second place. But it can be argued that he actually still is president because he is the puppet master pulling the strings for Joey. Joey Biden, if you will. He likes it when you call him Joey, by the way, in case y'all were wondering. Barack Obama, the news reported earlier on in, in the, the, the weeks, or I guess a week or two leading up to his birthday, that he was having a grand birthday bash at Martha's Vineyard. That's right, with f- over 400 people, over 200 staff members to make sure this party went off without a hitch. And no plans of mask, no plans of social distancing, just a big birthday bash for what had been dubbed in the White House by staffers as Black Jesus, Barack Obama. Now, Martha's Vineyard is a little different scenario. It's a giant house and a giant piece of property that's obviously immune from climate change and immune from coronavirus, especially the Delta variant we now know. Because this party went off. Now, for optics leading up to the party, the Obama crew announced, hey, since the Delta variant is surging, and apparently we didn't really know that, otherwise we would have changed our plans earlier, we're going to really scale down the attendees. So where we were going to have this great big party with over 400 people, we're now just going to allow very close friends and family to attend and make sure they have been vaccinated to make sure everybody stays safe, just in case. Even though Martha's Vineyard is immune from all the crises that plague the planet and plague America, we'll make sure everybody's vaccinated. It's going to be a a dramatic reduction in the amount of people that attend this party. So the party goes on, happens there on Obama's birthday or It was on Friday or over the weekend or whatever. And um, it went off without a hitch. It went just as planned. It went as planned like from the first plan and not the second plan. Apparently, it was a star-studded crowd. Tom Hanks, uh, many actors and, and Hollywood moguls attended. And again, no mask in sight. We've got a couple of photos here. Let me see if I can pull these up. How did, I, how did I know I was going to talk about Obama, yet I didn't pull up the photos from that event? Here's one, as you see, Barack Obama dancing. I don't know what that lightning bolt there is. I guess that's some sort of a, a filter on a Snapchat. No mask, no nothing. I don't see a single mask in the crowd, which is odd. There's Barack Obama with no social distancing going on. Happy little Obama faces. Look at that. How can you not love that? They're so excited to get to do what they tell you that you can't do. Had to be so much fun. So much fun. Now, don't you dare ask for permission to do something like this yourself, because that would be a big fat no. You're not allowed whatsoever. Now... Obama decided, 
where the Obama crew hit the what the 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 birthday party planners decided to go ahead and do what they wanted to do. Why is that? Because they knew the media would run cover for them. Whether they scaled their party back or not, they knew, hey, we, we could do. And this is why Democrats are so bold in what they do, knowing that the American people vastly oppose any given policy. All the polling in the world can tell Democrats, hey, this is a bad idea. People are going to hate you for it. Don't do it. Democrats still do it because they know they control the narrative and can get the media to convince at least a good portion of those people that would normally be against it to go ahead and say, well, okay, I mean, it's not so bad. It's actually probably a good thing. They have the ability to turn the larger public into sheep before they even realize it. I was watching CNN, Jim Acosta, talking about Obama's birthday party and the fabulous time that was to be had by all. And they talked about why this event is going to be much safer than, say, if Andrew McLean held a 36th birthday bash with, you know, 400 plus people. This is what they said. Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. <laughs> Did you hear that? This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. That's the difference between Obama and you peasants. They're sophisticated. You are not. They are elites. You are not. That's the difference. You didn't know that, did you? COVID does not affect those who have been dubbed sophisticated. That's why those that went to Sturges over the weekend... Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of bikers who are obviously not sophisticated were in grave danger of not only killing themselves, killing their families, but killing the rest of their the world with their super spreader event. They did this last year as well. And we were told, this is so dangerous for these people to do. They're going to cause COVID to spread like a wildfire. Turns out a very small percentage, actually less than 1%, contracted COVID and got sick. But that's beside the point. That's then. We're talking about now. We're talking about this Sturgis. Sturgis, the bike rally that that is destined to be full of possibly conservative, maybe even Trump supporters who we know are more likely to contract, spread, and die from COVID-19. Especially the evil Delta variant. So CNN, MSNBC, they did what they had to do. And that was let the people know of Sturgis. Or the people planning on going that they were in grave danger and they were extremely irresponsible for trying to attend an event. Even though the doctor you just heard said... People go to sporting events that are bigger than this, so it's not a big deal. The difference, again, these bikers, they're not sophisticated like the Obamas. They're not sophisticated like Hollywood. That's why this is dangerous. As he did here. You think this is going to be a super spreader event? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned. The, the slogan this year for Sturgis is we're spreading our wings, but I'm concerned they're going to be spreading a lot more than just their wings. Few attendees wore masks last year, and that's likely to be the case again this year. Well, this year, Sturgis rally attendees are proving they didn't learn anything from last year, drawing an even bigger crowd amid a major surge in cases caused by the Delta variant and the unvaccinated. The annual event kicked off over the weekend with packed bars, rock concerts, and barely any masks. You think they'd learn, but nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> you notice... You notice they said the Sturgis people, they didn't learn their lesson from last year. They went through this once, just one year ago, and didn't learn their lesson. They're doing it again. It was odd, though, that these talking heads on the mainstream liberal fascist Marxist media didn't mention what happened last year. They talked about it as if something very awful happened that would radically alter the attitudes and behavior of these people. But they didn't say what that was that happened. Why is that? Well, that's because nothing happened. Nothing happened. Few people got sick out of almost half a million people that attended last year. They didn't learn their lesson. So now they're all going to die. <laughs> they use this for fear-mongering, not for you, because you're level-headed. You know right from wrong. You know truth from, from um, fiction. Or as Joe Biden would say, we choose truth over facts. You know the difference. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't, and that's why they continue to listen to people like Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, by the way, got me kicked off of YouTube. I want to keep reminding you guys that the reason we were booted from YouTube was because I called Dr. Anthony Fauci a liar. The day before we were kicked off YouTube, the White House announced how they were teaming up with YouTube, Google, and Facebook to flag people that were spreading COVID-19 misinformation. So the Biden administration effectively got me banned from YouTube. Don't know if they'd had their eye on me for a while or I just happened to come across their feet. But nonetheless, you can guarantee yourself we were the ones, one of the many, that got flagged by the White House. Which technically would mean... We have literally had our First Amendment rights violated, would it not? Your First Amendment's not violated when YouTube silences you or Facebook. Your First Amendment is violated when the government silences you. And if the government flagged my video and told YouTube, hey, take care of this, our First Amendment was actually violated. But that's just us. Again, unsophisticated people. Not sophisticated like those that are telling you and flip-flapping on the issues of what works against COVID-19 or anything like that. Dr. Fauci, who does that a lot, weighed in on Sturgis as well. Weighed in on those greasy, nasty... Ugly, big hair, and no sleeve having bikers 
We're going to go to the biggest super spreader event since the last Trump rally. Here's what Fauci said. Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. I mean, to me, it, it's 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 understandable that people want to do the kinds of things they want to do. They want their freedom to do that. But there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. Well, so, yeah, we get it. We get it. You, you do what you want to do. We get it. You like to do your stuff. But sometimes, even though you have the freedom to do these things, things are bigger than your freedom. Like the COVID. Like the COVID that supersedes your freedom. Your freedom hinges on COVID. And that's what it's about. Dr. Fauci told you exactly what this has been about the whole time. It's not about public health. It's not about uh, vulnerable people. It's not about old people. It's obviously not about old people. They were putting COVID in nursing homes since day one. He said, this is about freedom and your freedom to do what you want to do. And that things supersede that freedom. There was once a time in America where nothing superseded our freedom. That was the line. That was the red line. The line drawn in the sand. Our freedom. Your policies. Your decisions. Stopped at our freedom. And it did not cross that line. Now we have public officials. Boldly telling you on live television. That your freedoms have a limit. And when my. Speaking as Dr. Fauci. When my public health policies, partisan public health policies, because I'm deeply embedded in Washington, D.C. politics. When my policies butt up against your freedoms, your freedoms get overruled. That's the stance of the nation's top doctor. Screw your freedoms. Screw your Constitution, your First Amendment, your freedom to assemble, your freedom of the press, any of it. Screw it. Screw it. Your freedom to give your opinion, it's over. If you go against the approved narrative, you will be shut down, you will be silenced. I saw an amazing, amazing video and this is out of Mount Vernon. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only Mount Vernon I know of is in Illinois. I know that because it's like halfway between here and my mom's house. Um, and they had a school board meeting. Well, they had a doctor who came up to the podium. And I guess I, I didn't watch the old school board meeting, so I guess they're talking about precautions they're going to be taking into the school year, probably mask or the big thing. A doctor comes up to speak, to give his assessment on the entire situation. And he blows the lid off of all the things Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the WHO have been telling us from day one. Now, we already know what they're telling us from those organizations are lies. 
because everything they've said prior to COVID contradicts it all. The reason they're saying it now and the reason it makes sense they're saying it now because they have a vested interest to make tons of money and to control you. But I just want you to listen to this doctor. Some of y'all have probably already seen this and I want to play it in its entirety. It's six minutes long, but this is absolutely fantastic, beautifully presented, and it should be shared far and wide. Check this out. Well, I said check this out. Okay, apparently it's it's not going to play. <laughs> Would you look at that? Would you look at that? All right, let's try this. Man. See, this is what drives me crazy when we do the show, because we don't do any editing on the show. When things are anticlimactic, nothing is worse. Absolutely nothing. Nothing is worse than that. All right, let's see. Give me the video, baby. Here we go. Are you ready? And action. <laughs> Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West 700 North, McCordsville, Indiana. Um, to, to address your comment, geez, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies <laughs> sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to, to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. Um, that is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out, and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual 
done the wrong way, which why it cannot be done right for a respiratory virus which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. And instead, read the articles that are going to come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized the advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this with this vaccine that supposedly was going to make all of this go away, but has suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital and we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to one quarter of the population average for the United States. And there are active treatment trials included on that flash drive that show the same is true. So if you were going to discriminate based upon vaccine, you should also discriminate based upon 25-hydroxy vitamin D level, zinc taste test response, and probably previous infections, since there are also studies on that flash drive that show that people who have recovered from COVID-19 infection actually get no benefit from vaccination at all, no reduction in symptoms, no reduction in hospitalization, and suffer two to four times the rate of side effects if they are subsequently vaccinated. Therefore, the policies that you are basing on are totally counterfactual. I don't blame this board for that because I know you aren't scientists and you've thought it was reasonable to listen to the CDC, NIH, and the Indiana State Board of Health, but I would encourage that instead you listen to the people out here in this audience and read what's on that data drive. And if anybody here in this board has any questions about anything on that, I will happily come back and sit with you individually if you would like to explain the science behind this. And if you're worried about being sued by somebody because you don't follow the guidance of the CDC and the NIH, I will tell you have a free pro bono expert testimony at your disposal. I will testify in defense of this board, turning down all these recommendations for free at any time in any court. Thank you. Here's here's what they do. They they call you a bunch of conspiracy redneck backwoods rubes that only repeat 
repeat the things that you hear on the internet. That you're not a doctor, so what do you know? You're just seeing a post on Facebook and running with it. As for me, I'm going to listen to the scientists. I'm going to follow the science. That's what they tell you, right? If you question anything about COVID. Well, I'm going to listen to the scientist over somebody on Facebook. I'm going to follow the science instead of following you, you sheep. You conspiracy nut. What science are they following? What scientist are they following? You're following the the highest paid government employee on the payroll in Dr. Fauci? A guy who's got a history of being corrupt in the medical field? A guy who's got so much to gain? Or are you going to follow these guys that don't have anything to gain and have everything to lose? Those scientists that are speaking out and saying, we've got a solution. And you guys are avoiding it like the plague. I want you to think about the things that Dr. Fauci and others say when they come get on TV. When they, when they do their TV spots and they're talking to Don Lemon and they're talking to, to, to Jim Acosta and everybody else. Think about how they explain stuff to you. They explain it to you as if you're eight years old. Very basic terminology, no real details, no real uh, constructive analogies as to what the Delta variant is or how the spread works or even how the mask works or anything. They don't tell you anything. But then when these guys get up and they speak in front of crowds, they speak at school board meetings, they give you very fine details of why they believe what they believe. They give you proof of the people that they have treated. These are actual doctors on the ground. These are not researchers and scientists whose paycheck depends on making sure the government gets the right outcome to a particular study. These are guys that gain nothing and, again, have everything to lose because they know when they speak out, they're going to come after them. The government's going to come after them. They're going to come after them. They're going to come after their license. They're going to come after the, come after their PhDs and try to shut them down for good. They got everything to lose. They put their practice on the line when they come out and say these things. But the biggest takeaway is the explanations. How they tell you what they believe in. The things that they tell you. Not just some broad super spreader, blah, 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 that Dr. Fauci does. Or the fake CNN doctors that they have on every day. The reason that makes sense is because they're explaining it to you. The reason it doesn't make sense when these high-profile scientists explain it. Because it doesn't make sense. They're just giving you enough to say, I'm a scientist This is the deal. You got to believe me. That's their argument. Their argument is I'm a scientist. So this is true. Don't ask for an explanation. Just know that I'm a credible person. It's becoming more and more clear. Again, they attack you because 
you're like me. You're just an average American, an average Alabamian that has been watching this stuff for a year and a half and watched it continue to make zero sense. So when people like this doctor come out and explain it in great detail, it finally does start to make sense. The real hoax in all this has been the government's response. Not because of public health, not because of safety, but because they have so much to gain in money, in power, in control. And we've got to put a stop to it. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank y'all for hanging out as always. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms because you never know when we are going to disappear. We're on Rumble. We're on Twitch at OTL Show. That's where our live videos will be. Uh, Facebook at Over the Line. Uh, where else? Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You can find us. Just look us up. You got any questions, feel free to hit us up at any time. Make sure you check out the Vaporforge and Patreon.com slash Andrew McLean. Who? Until next time, see you, cuz.